This is dead life. It's how we live 24-7, 365. Check me. 1080p, 16 by 9. I'm rocking man cave status with a screen like mine. Keep your peanut butter hands off my 50 inch physio. Pop up the corn, roll the Disney video. So, everybody have a good Happy Father's Day? I did. How was yours? That's cool. Cool, cool. I had a good one. <laughs> and I took on the parenting duties at midnight going into Father's Day and didn't stop until last night when I put the kid down. Uh, he just got sick. He got a fucking stomach flu or something. And what sucks is that when, when they're babies and they can't talk, that's what's frustrating, dude. Like, a sick kid I can deal with. My daughter's 16. She's been sick here and there. She can tell you, hey, my stomach hurts or my head hurts. Okay, well, let's do this. When they're a baby, they don't talk. They just cry, and it's like you got to try and figure shit out. you got to troubleshoot this little human and figure out what's wrong with Well, that. they tell you, like a lot of people tell you, like in the medical field, that actually being a veterinarian is almost harder than being a doctor because a doctor can tell, you know, a human will tell the doctor, hey, this is bothering me, this is bothering me. You know, an animal, you got to put on the fucking Sherlock Holmes hat. Yeah, it was horrible. So I don't know. A kid's feeling better now. When a kid's sick and a little baby or a toddler's sick and they don't talk, it's like as soon as you fall asleep, because, you know, they fall asleep and you're like, oh, cool, a kid's asleep, and then you fall, you doze off, it's like, bam, dude, they wake up. So it was like that all night, all morning. I was supposed to go shooting out, out at Five Dogs Range uh, north of town and take my daughter. We were going to go shoot the AR, shoot the three eighty, a couple, couple pistols and whatnot. Didn't get around to it. That sucks, but, you know, whatever. It, it's all good, man. I had a good day, though. I I lounged around. kicked. I haven't done that in a while, dude. Usually I'm just going, going, going. So I, it was cool. Mine was more of a weekend. We started out, got off work Friday, and the wife and daughter are like, get dressed. Like, get out of your work clothes. We're going to the movies. We're going to go see Finding Dory. <laughs> and I thought they were fucking with me. I'm like, all right. Like, I'll go along with this. Like, all right, I'll get dressed and act like I'm getting ready to go because I kept waiting for him to be like, all right, my wife going, all right. Instead of him throwing a major fit and he got dressed, like, he doesn't have to go. So I got dressed and they're like, all right, let's go. And I'm like, you fucking serious? And yeah, so, dude, I don't know what the totals are on that movie, but that movie had to make a buttload of cash because it was Friday at fucking fourth, like, we for the three-something show, we got there, and the only seats we had to get were in the front row, like the first row. And I'm like, this is bullshit. No, we're not doing this. So we went back to the box office and got tickets for a later show. But they had lines outside for the next three shows already, like, wrapping around the building and shit. I don't know if it's number one right now, but that's the only oh, movie. It's, it's, there's but, no way it's not number but one. But that's the movie right now that most people are going to take their kids who are three and above. That that's like a good family movie. No, so so most people are gonna go and see that, yeah, and then and then everybody who is Nemo fans and, and like whenever when that movie came out, I never even saw the first one. My daughter was young it was before so, my son was born. So I mean, you're talking what twelve, fifteen years ago, twelve years ago. So no, he's twelve, gonna be thirteen. Because I saw the memes and people were talking like people were people were looking forward to this because they saw the first one. Well, yeah, it was like my daughter and kids, like your daughter's age, were there like doing a nostalgia trip there too. Right, the kids. right. So that's why it's doing well. Uh, I dude, I haven't seen, I haven't gone to see Ninja Turtles because I figured I'll just wait until it comes on Blu-ray. I'm not in a big hurry to see that. And 
this weekend, Independence Day comes out, and I don't think I'm going to go see it, bro. I don't think that I'm that much of an anticipation to go watch that movie. I've been reading things online. It looks like it's a huge flop, man. They're, CGI they're, looks terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I just... You ever look at a movie and it's, the special effects are too big? You almost got to, like, sit back to watch it. Transformers is a, lot, is a lot like that. They've gotten better with it, but the first two Transformers were like that. I love it. I love the Transformers movies. I'm not too critical of Michael Bay and how he did those, but... You almost got to, like, watch it on a big screen and be sitting back so you can kind of take everything in. If you're too close, it's like, whoa, what what the fuck is going on? Independ- that new Independence Day movie kind of makes me feel like that. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know. Dory made $102 million more than the second place movie. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it was... And it'll probably be like that. I bet you. You know what? I'm going to predict this, dude, and we'll... We got to write this down and see if I'm right. I bet you it'll do it again, and it'll beat out Independence Day this weekend. I don't know if it'll beat out Independence Day. Yeah, you know what? It probably will. Because um, I don't, I don't. Do you know? I don't know anybody that's like let's go. We're going. You're gonna go. You're gonna go see it. I'm going. <laughs> I like, see, dude. I like disasters. Like, I'm not. I went to Battlefield Earth. All right. Like oh when my it first god, came dude. Out, did you go daughter, see? Did you go see Battle uh, Battleship too? No, that's garbage. <laughs> but my daughter was fucking two or three, and like I had her cool like. Because you can train your children. I know there's animals, and we went to go see Finding Dory. don't know how to do that, and I'll get in that in a minute. But you can train your children to be cool and also know how your children are and know when they sleep and know when to feed them before you go to the movies, and they'll lay in your lap, and they'll go to sleep while you watch John Travolta in a nine-foot alien suit in the one of the crappiest movies. I kind of like it, though, but it's so terrible. I can't even remember that movie. Why am I thinking it was an animated movie? No, but, dude... You know, people are asking, like, how how does this, you know, like, this kid dive into a monkey cage or how this kid gets eaten by an alligator? Dude, I saw, I was sitting there the entire movie entertaining myself going, you should be eaten by an alligator, you should be eaten by an alligator, with these awful kids in there and their shitty parents. There is a lady who's sitting there on the fucking steps of, of the theater as her kid's two-year-old is running up and down the stairs for half of the movie, just letting it run back and forth, back what and forth. What the fuck? Leaning over in people's shit, and then she goes back and decides to pick up the kid and that she can go back in her seat, which is like in the dead center, in the middle of the aisle. And I guess this lady was so hypnotized by this awesome movie that was in front of us that the kid snuck out on her and is running up and down the stairs, and the mom doesn't even know it for like, Five minutes later, as the kid's running up and down the stairs. See, that... Where'd you go? Did you go the to... The mall. The mall. Okay, you go to that one a lot, huh? Because we go to Maya. The reason we go to Maya is that if... And this is a big if. If we decide to take the kid, there's that baby room on the top of Maya where you can go... I mean, and this has only happened to us. We, I think we went to straight out of Compton. We brought, we brought Anakin to straight out of Compton and... Fuck, I can't even remember the other one, but... We did that because we didn't want to be the people that sat there and had our kids running around and shit. We didn't want that. And here you have parents lately, and it's starting to show that people are too wrapped up with their cell phones and their personal lives that they got these fucking kids running around and they don't pay any attention to them, man. That's kind of expected a little bit for a children's movie, right? I mean, to a certain degree. But at the same time, you got to have a little bit of respect for, for people who are paying money for a ticket, and then to pay another $30 for food and popcorn and candy. 
maybe it's me. I would feel bad. I don't want to be that person with my kid. Yeah. I, I'd rather get up and leave and say, hey, this isn't working. Fuck it. I'm out. That's the thing. is like you got to realize a, a kid's movie is a little different, but you got to realize that what, like I said earlier about the limitations of your child. If you know your kid is cranky and takes a nap between the hours of, I don't know, 2 p.m. and 4 p.m., don't go to a fucking movie at 2 to 4 p.m. And feed the kid well and just handle your shit. But these people... And then if the kid... you got to realize, too, because what movie was it? There was... Oh, when we went and saw Batman versus Superman, there was a family in there with, like, a two- or three-year-old. Well, they stood in line for an hour, hour and a half before the movie started. Okay, now, you're on borrowed time here with this kid. Now, you figure that movie's two and a half hours long. Now, you've got a four-hour block that you're, you know, four- to five-hour block that you're planning on this kid to be perfect and quiet, and it's a two-year-old. You're asking for a lot. You're asking for the impossible. And you got to realize when you do something like that, like that, you're going to – you might have to eject. We talk about this a lot is that even if – or when, not if, but even when, even if Anakin gets older, but – when my son does become an age and we can take him to a movie, I'm not going to go on a premiere night like I do with Marvel or these other big movies I go to. I'm the parent where I don't care if I don't care about taking my kid out of school for a movie. Like that doesn't bother me. I'm not the kid. I'm not going to be like, well, I can't miss school because missing one day of school to go see a movie isn't going to keep the fucking kid from getting in to college later on in life, right? So I'm going to go when nobody else is going. When when you have parents that take kids to movies. And it's nothing but kids. Granted, Dory is is a kids movie. I get it, but I don't know. I I couldn't deal with that. I me personally, I that's way too much chaos and just no, no, no. Because when I go to see a movie, man, like I'm going to see a movie. I don't want to go and have to worry about the people next to me. I would have went nuts if it was a movie I like cared about. Yeah, I'm surprised you even went to that. I would have never done that. Like I mean, to me. To tell you the truth, the sideshow was more entertaining than what was on the screen. Yeah. I was watching, to me, watching that kid run up and down the, was more like wishing awful shit on the parents, and the kid was more entertaining than the nonsense that was on the and, screen. And you know what? Call me an asshole, and some of you can think that I'm an asshole for saying this, but when it does come time for my son and, and this unborn baby that we got coming to go to movies and shit... Let's say Dory were to come out and, and both my sons were three and four. I wouldn't go to that. I would, I, I, I'm the kind of parent that would tell Libby, uh, that's too much for me. You go have fun. I would Now, I would take them to go see like something else, right? But I don't have the patience for that kind of shit. I, I don't, man. Well, this is a get back. This was a get back. I know what they were doing because I have forced my wife and my daughter and my son to do everything i want to do this is me too I, man but still like like i play the asshole card and i'm like fuck that i mean i don't know I, this I was do one it. where i realized that like i can fight this i can live to fight another day on this battle i was like oh are you serious and i was like but there's parents out there man i, I gotta i gotta say this carefully because now i can see why our enemies hate us i could see why people in the middle east can hate us and other countries on the world don't like americans because this is what they see right they see these parents who are out of control what's been in the news lately the past month coming from america okay uh celebrities are dying okay that's that's a big one and these parents who are letting their kids like could you imagine being being a parent in russia or somewhere in europe or anywhere 
and you're looking at the news come from America, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, like, what are they doing with their kids out there? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you let a fucking alligator eat your kid? How does that happen? Okay, number one, there are signs posted that say, don't go in the water after dark. Right? There's well, no I think it actually says don't go in that water, period. And this is another thing that we've learned in Bakersfield that we have to tell these dummies that all fucking bodies of water weren't meant for swimming. You hear these assholes die in fountains and they, you know, it, it, like, it nasty, like, at that, that river, the river part, that shit's gross. What the fuck do you want to swim in that nasty ass? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand or? that, man. I, I don't. That, I want Magic Mountain. You know, remember the fountains at Magic Mountain in the summer? People are diving and swimming and climbing around it. Everybody because there, water because there's nasty there's in. nasty people in this world. That river walk place up here, that wasn't designed for swimming, dude. I don't think so. Maybe it was, but I don't think that place was made for people just to go fucking pitch their tent, go grill some fucking milanesa and, and put some flautas on and go have the whole family out there swimming. I don't think that was designed for that. That might even be reclaimed water, dude. I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I'm, I'm completely ignorant here. But at the same time, you have people. I know people that go fishing there. Now, if you're going to go fishing there, okay, take your kids to go fishing. You catch a fish, you throw it back. But I know people that go to that fucking place and fish, and then eat the things. There's no telling where the fish water. But the fact is, though, is you shouldn't want to be swimming in that water because that's not that big of a body of water. And there is a million fishing poles and hooks out there and tackle. And, I mean, you're getting a fucking... You're going to need a tetanus dude, shot sooner or later. I mean, I mean come on, man. I mean, like, uh, that's disgusting, dude. Like, okay, if you need a pool that bad, there's a city pool downtown. There's one here in Silver Creek. Turn the fucking hose on. I, I just... I don't know. I'm not even trying to say that I'm better than that. I'm just saying I'm not going to go dip my feet in that thing. No, I don't have thing. a swimming pool in my backyard. Because you're right. How many fishing hooks... I mean, let's be real here. The average person who fishes and is into all that, I'm pretty sure they don't just cut their shit all the time and they're sloppy. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're good about their equipment. But you don't no, have... You get caught up and you fucking get snagged and you cut your shit. And you got assholes out there who are just ignorant and they don't give a fuck and they're going to cut their hooks off anyways. I mean, and then you have kids out there. Didn't a the kid die a couple years out yeah. there? I, I just... Parents can be extremely negligent. So when you tell me that lady was hypnotized by that Disney movie, you know, I that you, you're dealing with somebody who probably she was dead in the dead center of the road, and the kid had to walk past her and ten people. I know exactly what kind of person she was. She was probably an illiterate person who wakes up every White, morning, fat, right, right, ignorant person who knows more about Katy Perry's daily routine than she does about her own children. And it's all hip on what what's going on in pop know. culture. I think you might Big. have missed on this one, though. I know what you're saying, but I don't. Uh, this is one of those broads. I think she was more of one of these hippie like. But the still, world's a great place, and like everybody, like the, it takes a village, and my kid can run around free, like right, free range right. parenting shit. The kind of person that takes their fucking shoes off at the mall on the right. bench and shit. Yeah, you that's know, what I, I'm talking about. That, but the, we're so we're talking about the same thing, like these these people who just. They're in this co- all about them. This collective like ignorance, man, and their kids are just running around crazy. I hate that, dude. Well, they're perfect I hate world people. They're the same people who think that oh, well, we don't need guns. What do you need guns for? Everybody's happy and loves each other, and nobody should want to. You know, there's no need for you to protect yourself. It's the same. Shit. Now, by no means am I, am I the kind of parent that keeps my kid on me at all times. If, if there's a time and a place, dude. So if I'm 
at a birthday party and and there's like a fenced off backyard and kids are running around. Yeah, I'm gonna let my kid roam, but I'm gonna keep an eye on him. Like I always have right. eyes on my kid, dude. Always, always, always. Because number one, I'm worried something's gonna happen to him. So, and I'm not overbearing. Anakin bruised, cut. He hits his head. We don't baby him. We literally don't baby this kid, man, like, at all. He's completely rough. But there's a time and a place. I'm not going to go to Target, right? Well, there's a different, are you hurt or are you injured? Right. You know? I'm not, but I'm not going to go to Target or go to the mall or go to a movie theater and let my kid, because he's, well, he's, he's just about two. He's not, I'm not going to have him run up and down the aisles. Absolutely not. Number one, I just won't go. Right, and if we do go, that's what the room is—the damn kids. I mean, room. yeah, this kid's walking up and down the stairs, like basically, like reaching over on people in the oh, seats, oh hell like, no, man, people, and no. you know, because for one, it can't walk up and down the stairs really good, so it's like looking for seats and catching itself, like falling on people, like in the seats. And but aren't isn't that what those kids are, are? Those kids that work in movie theaters with the little flashlights, isn't that I, their dude, job? No, they weren't in there, and I don't envy those kids anyway. Could you imagine, like... But that's in the job description, right? That, that's what, what. What's the title? They're, like, right. back in the day, dude, like in the 40s and 50s, man, they used to do that in their job. I recall, actually, in the 90s, when I was a kid, they'd walk up in the aisle and they'd come over and say, hey, put your feet in. Right, but you know that that was probably... If, if your you foot was in the aisle. It, they were probably older than you realize. And it was they were always better, older. It was probably a better paying position than it is now, where now they can do it cheaper and they can hire some kid minimum wage. I mean, you think about it. Are you going to go up there and tell some some asshole, "Hey, put away," you know? If it's my put job, away your yeah. Cell phone for you know, you're a 16 year old kid that's making eight bucks an hour. You no, know? yeah, that no, yeah, you got no confidence. You got no, yeah, I get it. I, I totally agree with what you're saying. But can but, I go back and work the fucking snack bar but, so I don't get my ass thrown down these stairs? But it's just common. It's more and more common. I think people are starting to realize. And now, you know, what's funny is that now that you have a kid getting. Falling into a gorilla pit, and then another kid getting fucking eaten by a monster. Okay, I think now parents are starting to notice more because it's in the discussion. It's all over social media. People are talking about it in person. I was at Applebee's with my buddy on Saturday night. We went before I went before I was doing stuff on Saturday night, and the people at the bar next to us were talking about the crocodile thing. So you know, conversations started going, and we had this exact same conversation that we're having right now. With people we didn't even know. So everyone's talking about it. People are paying attention. And even while we're at Applebee's, we we're talking with these people we'd never met before about this. We started looking around and like I noticed they were looking around and I was looking around because we were trying to see if people were letting their kids act oh, they're up and down the aisles. You know, that or you're sitting in like a booth in a restaurant and the kid like in the next booth over is turning around staring at you the entire time while the parents are doing whatever, kids jumping up and down on the seat. I mean, we never, I mean, we didn't see anybody that night, but we were looking because if we did, we would have been like, yeah, like, look at this idiot, you know? Well, you know what? And I see this online a lot. You see it on Facebook and it like, you see this like thing like, well, now look, let's not shame the parents and, you know, they're going through enough and why do we have to point fingers? No, it's called exactly good old-fashioned peer pressure the good kind of peer pressure not the hey let's do drink like a group of our friends basically we had like kind of this this thing that you could like when we were younger that you could drink but if you did drugs and somebody found out now this changed at a certain period of time but if you found they were going to kick the shit out of you so this was this peer pressure and like it was always with our group of friends that if you disrespected your mother and the rest of the because a lot of us, we were all, like, due to divorce or death, we were all kids basically being raised by single moms. 
Well, so if somebody disrespected mom, the group was beating your ass. Well, because kids are like monkey see, monkey do, man. My sister-in-law just moved back into California from out of state, and her kids been coming around. And then Libby's friends come and bring their kids. And, and I noticed just seeing kid, a bunch of kids together that when one kid does something, the other kids are going to want to do it. It's just I was a kid. You were a kid. Everyone listening was a kid at one time. You know how it is. You want to do what the other kids are doing. At, but it's up to the parent. Say I wanted to do to it, keep but your I knew kid my mom in line. Beat my ass, like so like like it, down. right. It's up to the parent to keep the kid in line. And what you're seeing nowadays is with cell phones and all this like stimulation. The, the human mind isn't. The, we're not meant to have stimulation. Like just sitting here in the studio, man. We got headphones on. Our cell phones that were going on. We're looking at the screen right here. The Wi-Fi. Okay. And I we're, could play a video game while we were doing we're not, this we're, we're not meant to have all this stimulation on our head. So to if you're an ignorant, dumbass person and you got three kids and you're out at a zoo or you're a rich, well-off young family and you think you're in paradise in Orlando and you're, you paid all this money to be at this resort, you don't, you're not thinking about possible threats out there. You're, you're just in the moment. You're oblivious to what's going on. My kid ain't going to jump in there. Hell no. He's going to be fine. Okay, yeah, 10 minutes later, your fucking kid's holding hands with the gorilla, all right? Or you're, you know, this this well-off Kansas City family who's in Florida having the time of your life, and you're hanging out in this ritzy, nice getaway in Orlando, you know, with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck running around. And nothing's going to hurt you, right? You know, you're here. You know, you're at Disneyland. You're in Orlando. I was going to say, well, Disneyland makes that, that make-believe world that, you know, everything is controlled. Everything Every, is, right. It, you, it, it's either and That's what I was And that's say. for people, like, in our income area. Like, we go, like, we don't expect anything to go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Well, here's my point. You're making six figures a year. You're paying, because those rooms aren't cheap, dude. 500 my, bucks a night, my, minimum. My brother-in-law works in the travel industry. He's like, hey, man, that place is not, that particular resort at Disney World that's one of the higher end ones. Yeah, that's the Grand Floridian. It's okay, five hundred bucks a night. Oh, a thousand, and, and uh, that's off peak. A thousand, and for uh, and you're there for four or five days. You know, you're in this environment where nothing's going to harm you. The last thing you're thinking about is a fucking monster, monster that swam with dinosaurs. This species of animal was fucking eating dinosaurs, man. I mean, they're smaller now, but a hundred million years ago, whatever it was, these fuckers were eating dinosaurs, man, and they're still with us. The last thing you're going to think is that an alligator is going to come eat your kid. And look, it happened. But I'm not giving them any credit. Still, man, you got to be alert when you got kids around. You, whether you're in a movie theater, a zoo, a, an amusement park. I mean, I don't understand how these parents are just so oblivious to threats. I mean, isn't it part of your parenting duty as a mother and a father? Or just as an adult, right? As an adult. Because if I... I don't know about you, dude. I, I, know, I know we're assholes, but if me and you are in public and we see a kid running around lost or you see a kid about to do something stupid perfect example if you're if you're somewhere and you see a kid going to run into the street whether it's yours or not i think both of us can say we're going to do what we can if we if we're within reach to stop the kid from fucking running into the street that's just an adult looking after a child that's kind of person i am i'm pretty sure you do it yeah but I was sitting there thinking about kicking this kid down the stairs the uh, entire time. Well, like, of course, I was yeah. Imagining it, yeah. picturing it, and like you most, know. most definitely, dude. Like I would pull a kid in from the street and say, "What the fuck are you doing, man? You're gonna get killed." I would tell a toddler that. Well, how many I, I times did you get stopped by your mom doing something that was dangerous, and then she beat you almost to death? You know, like well, yeah, little fucking then beat your ass. I mean, to a certain degree, my mom would let me do things so I can get hurt and be like, "I told you," you know. But that's. 
to teach a kid a lesson, right. and, and then she's watching me do it. She's not, you know, with her back turned on her fucking phone. And I think that's the problem here is that we've lived in a society where Americans, it takes me back to what I was saying, the rest of the world, they deal with war. They deal with natural disasters. There's places in the world that have... I mean, look at people in South America. There's snakes, dude, in parts of South America that eat babies. That would eat my son in a heartbeat. Africa. There's people who have to build their houses a certain way because hyenas and lions come in at fucking night. India walking around barefooted getting fucking stuck on a cobra and it's over. I, mean, Bang, uh, jo- I know Joe Rogan on his podcast talks all the time about tigers. They eat fucking people all the time in India. They eat people all the time. Villages in Alaska where I used to live, man, bears are a threat. There's people, these parents are on... Well, moose, you know, ain't going to give you a kiss up there either. I mean, these, yeah, these parents, are, their heads are on a swivel 24-7-365. But in America, we have this illusion of this false security where that can never happen here. You know, and it has to do with terrorism. It has to do with everything, right? I mean, if you want to, uh, honestly, how, many, how much of them gay people in Orlando really went to go party that night thinking that they were going to die? I mean, they're going to a gay nightclub. That, that never happened, Right. I digress from that. We've already got into that. But we live in this country where, where parents feel that they can do that, that they can be ignorant parents, you know, think that they that they don't got to worry about it. Everything's fine. I'm in a movie theater. Nothing's going to happen. I see my kid. I see him. That's what they say a lot too. these parents. I see him. He's fine. Okay. Well, where are they going to go? Right, you know? yeah. Where are they going to go? I see him. Okay, yeah, but just because... It doesn't because... take very long for somebody to abscond with somebody. In a dark theater, you don't think that some, you know, because especially you think about it. There's some... You couldn't tell me there couldn't be a pedophile sitting in Finding Dory? Shit. In a dark room, you know, by one of the corner ends or well, something? Well, what's the like leg span on a two-year-old? I mean, you said this kid's like two years old. What's, I mean, those yeah, steps... Yeah, he wasn't that quick. If he's, you know, uh, yeah, you're, that quick. you're running up and down these steps, and you're two years old. Eventually, odds are you're going to slip and fall. I mean, now you got a kid fucking stumbling downstairs, potentially, ruining everyone's movie experience. I mean, it's just these Not ignorant parents. a potential lawsuit for the movie theater, you know? I mean, that they could get the piss suit out of them because this asshole doesn't watch their kids. People are really surprised, people who know us well, that we even decided to have kids because rewind time to, like, 2013, right when I was about to get medically retired from the Army, we hated kids. Like, and I use that word very selectively. We hated kids because in the Army, those of you guys who are veterans out there, different branches, you know how it is. You have deployment babies, babies that are born to families because dad's been gone for nine months to 15 months, however long he's been deployed. They come back, they have a baby, bam, mama gets pregnant. He's home for, you know, a year or whatever, and then he leaves again, comes back, gets pregnant again. You can literally, if you're at the PX or the commissary, you can look, dude, and you can see, okay, that kid's two years old, so his dad was deployed probably in 2011, and then that kid right there two years older than that one so he was probably deployed oh he was on a two-year rotation period you'd be able to look and you'd be able to see exactly when dad was deployed you can either check his record of service or when she was having affairs but that's not why we hated him and that that's not what what made us hate kids is that there were so many kids on base all over that you'd go to the commissary we avoided the commissary and the px on the first and the 15th on paydays because it was absolute pandemonium one day and, of course, there were times where you couldn't avoid it, you know. And we went, and we were at the commissary, the grocery store. That's what they call it on base. And we're just getting a couple things. And I went, to, I went and I got an ice cream as I was going because it's summertime in Alaska. It wasn't hot, but I got an ice cream. 
And I'm walking up and down the aisles while my wife's getting whatever. And as I'm about to leave one aisle to go do that little button hook turn to go into the next one, this fucking little rat bastard kid runs into me and smashes my ice cream all over my uniform. All I mean, it's going down my pants. It, I mean, it's just fuck, dude. It's on the floor. And I yelled at this kid. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, are you kidding me? And then I look, and his mom's nowhere in sight. She's all the way down at the other end of the aisle. And I put my hands up, and the kid's just standing there. I said, hey. I said, you want to watch your kid? And it was like, suddenly I'm the asshole. You know, oh, I saw him. I, you know, he didn't, he, she came up with all these excuses. But that was wise, because these parents, they don't, they think that they're in a safe environment. In this particular case, I'm on a military base in a commissary. My kids can run around. There's kids everywhere. We're a big family. We're a big military community. You get it bad there, dude. There were kids on base getting mauled by bears because they were going places they weren't supposed to, and these parents just let their kids roam. It was bad, dude. It was real bad. It, and it's just this false sense of security, and parents get too comfortable, and it's complacency. Well, they want, and then they want this, it takes a village shit, but then they don't want, like, that's all cool as long as everything's good. But if you go and you scold one of these children as a member of the village and say, hey, you can't do that, you better leave my fucking kid alone. You no, know, yeah, you yeah. Now they want to be mama bear, right? right. They want to be mama bear and papa bear when it when it's convenient, but not... On, on like 24 7 365 they don't want to do that and, and where if they were watching in the first place this incident wouldn't happen to begin with that set off the whole thing yeah i and and i'm not saying all of us are like that because you know and th- but then let, let's flip the coin dude now you then you have parents who are overbearing the helicopter who, parents who don't let their kids do anything you know who are the parents that their kids have to stay near them all times no i would you know the parents that don't let their kids go to slumber parties the parents that are just i mean and these kids are absolute i mean these are the kids that become 18 and go to college and get fucked up i mean i have friends man whose parents were like that and then they valedictorian and the first time they get out on their own they're dropping out i got a really good friend one of my best friends and uh you know his dad was pretty strict growing up and and when he went to college i mean he had never seen that kind of freedom you know i mean there were times growing up where i'd I'd be like you know hey you want to come spend the night or you want and he'd get to but there were other times and things that his dad was like no 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 and when he turned 18 it was you know the reins are off it's time to go fucking party. And, and he, he's a great guy now. He's got a great career, great family. I'm just saying, but you saw it. We all know what I'm talking about here. The parents who are, they're just so afraid something's going to happen to their kid that the kid can't have any life. So I think it's up to us as, as parents. Well, we've done too much safety. There's helmets for this and there's protective gear. I mean, look at look at the way that a lot of these parents send their kids out to ride a bike or whatever. They send them out dressed fully dressed like a fucking stormtrooper. <laughs> they look like fucking yeah. stormtroopers and yeah. I mean, I mean, kids knee are so, pads and elbow pads. Right, and, right, I mean, yeah. They got the little fluorescent man in the street sign, you know. I mean, just put them in a damn bubble. I mean, you know, let them And they have those now, too. Have you seen that shit where you can, the soccer, where they like in a bubble? Yeah, the game. It looks kind of fun. You know, is that what you're talking about? It's like yeah. eight people. That looks kind of fun. But at the same time, you got to find this kind of middle ground where you, you let your kids go enough. You always keep an eye on them. You let it, you know you got because you got to provide security without them knowing they're safe. Where right, they can feel the danger right. and right. you know what's going on. And th- this takes you from being vigilant. You have to watch over, and they think they're on their own. They think you're not watching, but you are surveilling them. But you know the parents that are like that, that are overbearing. Their, their kids would never fall into a gorilla pit. Those kids would never get eaten by a crocodile or an alligator, or whatever it was. That would never happen. 
But yet, they're not understanding that the damage they're doing by not letting their kid get out there and spread their fucking wings, man. I mean, you got to find that middle ground, and it's important. I'm not the perfect parent by any means. This isn't a parenting podcast. Trust me, we're the last two to tell you how to raise your kids, okay? I mean, our kids are, are definitely, you know... They're not bad, and every parent has their own way. It's not All my job. All you hope is that you don't fuck them up. You know, yeah, I mean that, that's your number one. You know, hope you don't fuck them up, and hopefully they make it to live to eighteen, and then all right, then we can go from there. But you know, just don't add any damage. But but well, but and, and the overbearingness, it's more of a. I think I laugh more at it than I than I do the other side of things for people who don't watch their kids because, you know, obviously somebody who's overbearing their kids just not going to have a life until they're an, an adult, right? And that sucks. And so you kind of laugh at it because these are the kids that, you know, are probably, you know, sucking their thumb at fucking six. And, you know what I'm saying? You know what we're talking about, walking around in a pa- with a pacifier. If, first of all, if your kid's potty trained and walking around talking and has teeth, the fucking kid doesn't need a pacifier. How many times do you see that? Dude, that, that, I think, is the number one thing that drives me crazy. And I see that a lot here. I didn't no, see it. Yeah. I, no, didn't, I didn't really see it so much when I was in the military. But since I moved back home, dude, holy it's fuck! Because they're gonna have to deal with that kid crying for two nights, and they're trying to they put it on, you know, until they break <sighs> him of it. My son doesn't have it. We don't. We don't do pacify. We're not gonna do it with the next one. Um, you do pay a price. It's a little bit harder to put them down to sleep. It's a little bit harder to soothe them. But fuck, dude, when they're three years old, four years old, walking around. I know they're six days away from kindergarten, and you're gonna break them in this damn pacifier, dude. I I see it a lot. Well, you I, know, it, another thing that's killing us as parents too, though, is we have natural instincts as parents or, or as humans. You know, red in nature usually means stay away from it. You should be afraid, and you should. But we've also let political correctness try to dull our instincts. We have these Muslim dudes blowing up and shooting up shit, but it's not okay for you to have any reservations about it or whatever. It's with anything in the in the world right now. There's this political correctness that you can't even, like, oh, that's profiling. That's, you've got to feel guilty about, fuck that. There's so much, I mean, parenting is not easy, man, and it's not, it's not for everybody. I know people in my life who want to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up and have kids. And I don't think they really, because I think they see other people do it. And, oh, I'm a good aunt. All my friends, and and all my friends have babies. So I want to have babies. But you don't understand that it looks cool when you're at like a function or you might even go out of town with these nieces and nephews or your friend's kids. But on a daily basis, 24, 7, 365, dude, having kids is, uh, Really, your life changes, man. I mean, it changes you. It's a lot, dude. You your sleeps change. Your eating not a good patterns. return on investment You're, value. If it really comes down to it, if you really want to do the math and the numbers on it, <laughs> the amount of sleep you lose, and but you know, a lot of people that's another accessory. What's growing up? Buy a car is the first step usually. Buy a house, and then you know, get married. Well, depending anymore. You know, we waited ten years, bro. But I mean, I mean that—that's just one of the like that people believe in this world because you got to have everything. It's keeping up with the Joneses, shit. I mean, I was a dad young with my daughter. I was seventeen, eighteen years old. I just turned eighteen, so I was. I mean, I, I was the kid that didn't wear a condom and just completely ignorant. And my mom and dad were pissed, dude. It—it it doesn't necessarily reflect my parents on this part. It's just that I was a rebellious kid who, even though my mom. You know, raised me good and was strict, and and 
But, but at you the, but, knew better. But at the, oh, I knew better. So she did her job. I, I knew better, and I she did her job. I knew better, and she was strict, but she also let me do whatever I wanted right. to. And I was just a rebellious, punk, mouthy kid who just had no respect for anybody. And it's not a, it's not really. I mean, my mom taught me a lot, but I, you know, she was also a single mom for a long time. My stepdad didn't come around until I was about nine. So, you know, but nine years old. Nine years. We're kind of uh, like in similar boats because my dad died when I was like four and a right, half. Right, right. And then my stepdad was when I was 11. So, I mean, you're not going to introduce a man into my life at nine years old and expect everything, you know, to change. So, I mean, I was already kind of a little bit like going into my preteens. I was a little rebellious, man. I was a little animosity built up for whatever. And so that just rolled over into my teens. And, you know, my mom did a really good job. My, my brother and I, I think, turned out well. But that one mistake I made, it only took one time, man. You know, I mean, to, to the, the right girl to like go along with it and not give a shit either we got pregnant i became a dad early so raising my daughter we you know we obviously had, we had help and i joined the military at 19 but uh now dude we waited 10 years bro 10 years when i when i met a new girl and, and married her my current wife we waited 10 years to have kids man we were in no rush i mean because it it it's just it I don't think having kids should be something people need to – and I just saw this on Real Talk with Bill Maher on HBO. He had this lady on, and she was a big feminist, and I couldn't stand her. But I did kind of agree with her when she was saying Christian people in America, Republican Christians, they rush the fact that graduate high school, graduate college, get your job, get married, have kids. That's society. That's how it's going to work. I don't think that should be true, man. I, I – I, I agree. I your adulthood a little bit. Before right. You. I agree with this feminist on this one point, dude. That like you're, you you should enjoy your life. You know, you only have one life. Now, I think the main reason why a lot of these hardline Christians want to do that is because they believe in afterlife. They believe in heaven. They believe in all, you know this well, isn't all you got. It's put out to you too because you need to keep the membership up because you know old grandma and grandpa on the pews over there are going to be dying off pretty soon so we got to keep these you know no exactly yeah so there's a rush to keep the the the, i get exactly you got to keep population going here and i you know and i was sitting there i said i don't believe on i don't believe i don't agree with feminists on anything but this lady made some sense and, and i even looked at my wife i said damn i agree with that even though I'm a complete hypocrite because my wife was literally out of high school and I was just in my early 20s when we met and we got married. So even though – but see, we can say that because we know that we know the sacrifice. It's not easy, man. We've been married 10 years and you look at the national averages of people getting married right out of high school. Uh, if you divorce right now, your marriage is considered a success. If I divorce after ten years, no, yeah, exactly, yeah. If if me, if my wife and I were to split up, we'd be like, oh, they were together ten years. That, but see, like we know it's not easy, man. So I don't, and I think my wife's the same way. We wouldn't rush. We wouldn't tell anybody to rush into marriage. I got a friend, man, a, a personal friend who, who I think's in the same boat. Marriage can be scary, dude, and fucking kids and all that shit. And if you're not wanting it, dude, don't fucking do it yeah because like you need an accessory or something i mean and that, get a dog and, first and that's what it is it's an accessory right i mean that's what a lot of people are you know and the fact is i don't believe in the old other uh you know this uh the, the old christian you know traditional of that you can't live together until you're married shit i think you need to live together first 
because it's a lot different underneath your you got to figure out like about paying bills well, and how each other handles money and there's a big difference when you got the protection of mommy and daddy's roof well you know what it is dude i think i think society's starting society's changed and the old ways people want to hold on dude to these old ways of doing things and it's like look look zoos and marriage man look zoos zoos are fucking outdated i said it in the past two episodes why the fuck we even have zoos anymore why there's a gorilla in cincinnati blows my mind because if you want to see a fucking animal that bad go get a blu-ray and watch that shit they have nature dvds man go watch discovery nature national geographic what what is it gonna do for you to go walk 10 feet and and have a plastic plexiglass window between you and a huge animal what are you getting out of that Right? Zoos are outdated. This isn't 1800. Marriage, I think the same thing, dude. I think marriage is becoming, uh, you really, I, I don't, I don't think marriage right out of high school early on is really something that needs to be promoted anymore. Well, I think people need to go and live their lives. Here's the other thing, too, is you know why it, that also doesn't worked, work for everybody? Why it worked back in the day is you could get out of, you could get right out of high school. Me and my wife had this talk all the time. You could get right out of high school. And get a career that lasted the rest of your life. Yeah. No yeah, degree yeah. right out of high school. But you could go and, you know, hey, I'm going to go work for the phone company, which now the phone company shuts down, transfers all their jobs to India. And, you know, then we get, hello, my name is Bill. Yeah, exactly. You know? The job market doesn't doesn't promote it. Uh, I, I get it. I get it. I totally agree with you 100%. It's not the same. And, you know, it's worked for me and my wife. You know, she comes from a strong Catholic family. I, I come from a a similarly strong Italian Catholic family. And so it didn't well, I was like twenty three and she was twenty one when we got married. Yeah, I mean I was I was I was twenty two, twenty three and she was nineteen. So but it's taken a lot, dude, and it hasn't always been easy. I mean we've 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 had to like kinda put space in between us a few times. It's not easy, dude. And you start throwing fucking kids in there and the next thing you know, dude, you're you're in your early 20s and you're on social media. You got two kids. You know, your husband who might have looked good in high school, he might have looked good when you met him at the bar when you guys were in your 20s. Okay, but now you're in your mid-20s. He's fat. He's got a beard. He the fucking given up. She shaved all her hair off. Right, you know? right, right. He, you know, he doesn't shave his nuts anymore. You know, you, you've let yourself go. The tattoo you got when you were 20 is a little stretched out. I mean, life fucking sucks, man. Your kids are fucking driving bar you nuts. Wire. That barbed you know? wire tattoo looks like an earthquake fault. You, <laughs> you, know? Know, you know what I mean? Like, what, I mean, honestly, like, do you really want to find yourself in that situation? I'm just saying. It, it, it's not for everybody. Well, it, what we can learn from the, the people of like a past age, though, is you can learn some stick to though. Well, that, dedication that and commitment. And all that shit, and you're like, no, I'm out. It's easier just to divorce than it is to put up with some shit for a little bit, you know, or, you know, fight, disagree. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it, it, some people it works. Some people they meet somebody they want to spend the rest of their life with, and that's awesome. You have kids; it's, it's amazing. You know, my wife and I—we've uh, actually gone through stages where we hated each other, man. And my drinking had a lot to do with it, and, and just different desires and different lifestyles. But we've managed to make it work. My kid has actually brought us closer together, and now we got another one on the way. And it's like we've kind of restarted our lives, but it's not easy. And, and we're a small small percentage of the population who makes it we know divorce was in the was on the horizon we were we were like this isn't going to work 
but we made it work. It's not for everybody. The average person can't. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, social media and all that shit, that was me. Uh, social media, dude, and all that shit doesn't make it easier, dude. Snapchat. Well, then you got these jackoffs that want to live their life like they're back in high school and then start reconnecting with, you know, reliving their high school days or, you know, they say they do get a little upset at the wife or the wife gets and then they go and blow some dude that they blew in high school or, you know, whatever, and it's back, you know? Right, and it happens all the time. Well, and then people airing their fucking problems. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, and people ask me all the time. My wife says, hey, do you know people think you're single? She made, like, a joking comment one night. We were, we were watching a USC fight with some friends, and, and she said she was joking, but there was a little bit of seriousness behind it. And it's because I don't talk about my marriage ever, dude, on, on social media. I think I'll post here and there. I'll do stuff. And on even on the show, I don't. Uh, we I talk about it, but not not like not to the point where it's it's something that's a priority to me, right? I'm sure you're not going to let the work show, the right. fights, and then so yeah. Because if I tell you that we got into something, then you have an opinion on it on our relationship, and then throw your two cents in, and it's none of your fucking concern, you know. And yeah, I don't. I don't believe people who go out there and just run their mouth. And also another one that gets everybody in trouble is say you get in a fight with your wife or, you know, and you're arguing and you're arguing and this is where people mess up all the time and you're you you call the the wife of your mother a cunt or something like that. Yes. The house you know, she leaves the house mad, runs and goes and tells the the, the she goes and runs back to her parents' house and then tells tells her mother, well, Thanksgiving's going to be awkward forever now. I mean, there's just, you can't, you can't let, unless you're going to, our, our policy was always like, if, if we're going to fight and if it came down to calling the cops or, you know, telling Aaron out of our laundry, you better be damn sure because it's over, you know, because I'm not, if we do have those blowups, because people also don't get the context of your fights, what was said, what the other person was saying, you're just going to put the case against me out there. That I'm such an evil person. Yeah, I've been pretty mad at my mother-in-law, man, but I've never called her any names. I've yelled at her a couple times. Not yelled at her. I've just raised my voice because it's like, you know, I, and that's another thing, being married and having kids, is that when you start bringing grandparents in and all these people who think that, you know, because they're a relative, and, I, and trust I'm not talking about any of my family. I'm just saying it. I, I've seen it. I've seen it. That, you know, the parents start thinking that because they're your parents, that they have some kind of input on how you're going to raise your kids, which I get it. If you're a fucking drug addict or you're partying all the time or you're just a bad parent, right, it's time for somebody to step in and say, hey, look, man, or if you come put on. Them in that place. If you so, drop them off there all the time or if they're – Right, you know, right. Or if you're always dropping them off and suddenly the grandparents are like they're, – they're like when I was younger, man. You know, my parents played a huge part in helping me out. I was a kid. But, you know, now – Fuck, it's like you're a grandparent. I appreciate your opinion, but you know, do your job as a grandparent. You know what I mean? Like you're there. You're you're a grandparent. I feel bad for the kids that are being raised, and the parents are perfectly capable, but they're just the the, the parents are just too wrapped up in themselves that these kids are being raised by the grandparents, the uncles, the fucking friend. It, it sucks, man, and it sucks. And you see a lot of young parents go through it. I, I I've seen it personally you know or the tv where they just like oh that's another one dude where you see these children in the grocery store or wherever and they got an ipad in front of them they 
can barely talk, but they're staring at an iPad. You know, we got an iPad for free when we changed our phone plan, and they gave us a free iPad. And the only reason we took it is because my wife was like, well, when he gets older, like, you know, three, four, we can put movies on on car rides or whatever. I mean, think about it. And I said, no, absolutely not, absolutely not. The only reason I did it is because there are learning games that you can download and apps that can, like, help the kid actually right. fucking learn a few things. That's why I agreed to it. We, You don't see us in the car. He's crying. Oh, here, give him the iPad. Uh-uh. Fuck that, dude. I'm not having a... If you're going to give it to him, it should be a treat. I'm not, not having a... Not, a you're being, then you're being blackmailed. You're almost having terrorist threats. Like, look, ass, well, give the, you know, give me the iPad or I'm going to start fucking screaming. I'm going to put my tin my tinfoil hat on for a minute and say I'm not going to give my kid, my toddler... A device that the NSA can fucking hack into. I mean, let's be honest, man. There's so much shit going on with these phones right now. They can listen to us right now. It's a proven fact. I'm not going to be giving my kids something that's just, there's so many, I don't know. I sound like a conspiracy theorist. I hear some of you laughing already, but what I'm trying to say is that kids shouldn't be raised by iPads and video games. Well, you can't even, you see these kids that can't even be in the grocery store. And like, we had a, we had a DVD player in one of the, the trucks that we bought in, a, in a, a Yukon that we bought. And for one, it's a pain in the ass because then half the time the kid wants to switch. But you know what? They also – they don't need that much stimuli all the time. That's what that's – what, it goes back to what we were just saying in the beginning that, that how much – How about you look outside the fucking window and ask questions about the cow that's out there or, you know, what, what's that, mom? What's that, dad? You know – Shit that's around you, not the make. Playing with toys and stuff that are going to like work on that hand-eye coordination, and don't give me this thing that video games do it. Okay, fine, but no, man. Like, give a kid something that they can use. Right, the but de- they can have the hand-eye coordination of a cat. Doesn't mean they can catch a fucking ball. Right, use the dexterity, man. Be able to have depth perception. I mean, learn, dude. I mean, fuck. And I know we sound old because you know we, we're always in here cussing, talking about all kinds of shit. But like, when it comes to parenting, you got to kind of like brush everything aside and say, you know what? Yeah, we live in 2016. I don't want to take my kid to a zoo. But you got to find a middle ground, man, where, like, yeah, the kid can have this, but you also got to have that. You know, yeah, my kid can go run away from me, but I got to keep eyes on him. I'm not going to, like, turn my back, be on fucking Facebook, and not have any idea where my kid is. You know, I and trust me, as much as I'm on Facebook and social media and doing shit, like, I am always keeping a, a, an eye on my kid. Because if I don't, my wife's going to fucking throw something at me. It's just you got to find the middle ground, man. Kids should not be getting eaten by alligators. Children should not be falling into gorilla pits. Those are completely preventable. And my problem is with that, too, is then they go, well, the kid fell into a gorilla pit. we got to change everything. Or the kid got eaten by an alligator. How many millions of people have gone to these zoos that have the the, the non-cage viewing thing, the the non-obstructed view thing, one kid... Out of the millions of people that went and looked at one of these exhibits, fell into a fucking... There's not a problem there. There's a problem with one asshole watching their kids. When millions of people can do it, the alligator pit in... in, in not the alligator pit, but the lake in Disney. Well... Millions of people have sat out there. Millions of people have walked by the lake and haven't gotten eaten. But it's it's so it's not it, the squeaky wheel doesn't need to grease all the goddamn time. <laughs> in the army, before you'd go train, there'd, there'd always be safety briefs and there'd always be you know uh, task condition standards. And the training NCO would always say something funny like, "Oh, and if you come across unexploded ordnance, don't kick it." And you'd look around like, "Why the fuck would I kick any kind of UXO?" you know, unexploded ordinance, you'd be laughing. He goes, I know, it's funny, but I have to tell you this.
because people have gone walk. Like, you know that they have right. got his leg blown off. They've walked up to something and fucking kicked it and you know lost a goddamn leg or been killed. And you're like, what? Or and th- and that's with adults, man. So when it comes to kids and just after Father's Day, I think that I think that's what this episode really turned into is you know everyone parents different. I think we all kind of have our own methods of doing things, but I think there's this common what is it man this common window of understanding that that all of us as parents understand that you know you have a responsibility you can't let your kid fall into a fucking gorilla pit man keep your eyes on him you if there's signs saying don't get in the water after 9 p.m or don't get into the water at all don't fucking get into the water man Mickey mouse is not under the water with goofy and donald in scuba gear Making sure your time in Orlando is taken care of, man. No, there are fucking monsters with teeth underneath that water, dude. Don't go in the water. Well, and nobody should be more concerned about your safety than yourself. Like this whole right? door where people walk across like crosswalks and they go, well, I've been here first and I got the right of way, which is bullshit. But, but okay, you may, and you may legally have a right, but that car, if it fucking bounces off of you, you got more to lose here. Because you're the one that's going to be in the hospital. The car is going to be fine. I jaywalked the other night hanging up Freedom Fest signs on Rosedale. <laughs> yeah, but you just didn't <laughs> blindly walk out in front of the fucking road. No, I mean, it, it, was, it, was two, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. And I, I was I, I go and I fix the signs late at night because uh, no one's really out and I'm up anyways. And I jaywalked and like a CHP officer just like drove right by, looked at me. I'm like, ah, whatever. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like you're, you didn't blindly just go. No, like in the street. middle of the day, yeah. you see these people that just like, or they'll either see you. And not know whether you're stopping or not, and just like you'll see them, like they look out of the corner, but they just jet and they keep going. Anybody who's been to an In-N-Out in California knows that In-N-Out drive-through lines, ninety percent of the time, are pretty long. The other day, I had a behavioral health appointment this weekend, and afterwards, I was so stressed out because they did like this memory exam, and it just had me all fucked up. And I wanted to go to In-N-Out afterwards, so we go and. We're, we're parked there, and, you know, okay, you got, the, you got the line straight, and then you got traffic coming from the other side of the parking lot. Isn't it, like, common courtesy? One car comes from one side, then the next car from the other side goes. Right. And it's like, okay, it's like a common understanding. We're not going to just start letting everybody from one side go so that this person has to wait. Well, it was, it was doing that. We were next, and we look over, and these two old bats, these two old ladies looked right at us knowing that our car was already rolling and they just she fucking gunned it like she needed her fucking double double that bad her animal style fries that bad that she needed to cut in front of us i was so pissed dude i was like imagine how far away and how much longer you'd be from getting that burger if you guys collided by the time we exchanged numbers exactly yeah Yeah, standing out in the hot sun because it's a fucking million degrees outside you know they just paved the concrete i dude seriously my stress level is so high because i had to do like this iq memory exercise exam and i just i I was like you know what i fucking want to shake and i want a burger now and i was already on edge dude and these old ladies had me so pissed dude it was was unbelievable but anyways what are your guys plans for fourth of july are you going out of town in bakersfield cool that's awesome but if you're in town on july 2nd on saturday come down to b riders man it's eight dollars at the door we have tickets right now for seven dollars pre-sale so save a buck whatever you figure if you buy four tickets and you save a buck you know that four tickets goes towards the beer because there's going to be drink specials we're working those out right now uh it's going to be a good time man aviators 
are a great band. They're going to be headlining it. Il Tiempo is going to be there. They just played with the Mortal Technique and some yeah. other bands at the 5150 Music Festival in Fresno. So Il Tiempo is coming up, man. They got a unique sound that, that's pretty cool, and I think people in Bakersfield and people in California like that kind of sound. They're playing Huntington Beach this week. Uh, they're a good band. And then Rearview Mirror, man, they play all cover songs. Okay, Rearview Mirror, their logo is a Jurassic Park dinosaur, and they're called Rearview Mirror with the Jurassic Park text because they play songs from the past, like from the 90s. Rage Against the Machine, Soundgarden, uh, stuff that like everyone's going to notice. Party music. Good party music. So it's going to be a good vibe, good time. And it's a red, white, and blue party. We're celebrating freedom, celebrating America, 4th of July weekend. So come on down to B-Riders on White Lane. It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. We've put a – you know, dude, like I'm not a promoter. I don't try to be. I'll never, ever, ever fucking want to be. But putting on shows is difficult. It's hard because you got to be – you, you got to get out there and try and get people – to come to something you're doing and you gotta sell that shit i'm not a salesman dude i couldn't well, that and there's so many other massages and like that have to be handed out and you know you gotta massage ego here and switch yeah it around yeah and it sucks it sucks and all i want to do is get everybody together have a good time have some good music some drink specials there's gonna be raffles a 50 50 raffle look man when you walk in and you give them your ticket and you pay to get in you give your eight bucks you get a raffle ticket and you can use it to win a hundred dollar gift certificate from Apoc Armory, you can win. Uh, if you got a beard, you're in, you know you're one of those guys that grows beards out. A raffle to get some of that beard stuff, oil that they do, man. Like it's like beard care stuff. You know they got California Pizza Kitchen. We got a couple Outback things going on. There's gonna be raffles going on, and then the fifty fifty raffle, which you know is, is separate. But you can win cash. You can go watch a show, have a good time, and win and win fucking cash, dude. So it's gonna be a good time, man. And it's all about celebrating America, celebrating freedom. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it, for me, it's, it's something that I've been looking forward to, and I hope it kicks off well because next year will be even bigger and better. If we didn't live in the pit of hell, we'd have it outside, fucking fireworks and the whole shit. But it would work if we did it, you know, same time outside. You know what I mean, like nine, ten o'clock. But even then, dude, it gets fucking hot as shit out here. Nah, it, it was eighty degrees at six in the morning this morning. This heat wave right now is pretty brutal. Anyways, man, we'll talk about that. We're going to be having the next episodes coming on. You're going to meet some of the people we're involved with. we got Phantom Stranger. He's a local promoter, does a lot of downtown Bakersfield music promotions. we got members of Il Tiempo coming in, members of the Aviators, Rearview Mirror. You guys get to meet these bands for the show and get to hear a little bit about what they're about. We'll play some of their music. Play so some of their music. Hear. Some of you guys have been listening since the beginning. You've already heard the Aviators. You've, you've heard the, the Il Tiempo. But now we're going to sit down and actually shoot the shit, not really go too much into what got them in their music we'll just have conversations and you know talk about whatever here get their perspective on alligators eating kids and shit so yeah i mean that's what i wanted to do wanted, we, we decided what we want to do is we've had them in we've done the the whole origin story yeah now it's, yeah you know, now, now it's part it's, two let's, let's just sit back and just you know pick apart shit like we do all the time get to meet these people and for who they really are not just you know selling their story out because that's important but Hang out and shoot the shit. All right, man, so you check us out in the next couple days. We're going to put in a lot of episodes out in the next few weeks. That way you guys can get all pumped up and ready to go, all right? This is the Chapman and Randy Show. Out. It's the dead life. It's the dead life. Take my daughter to the party. It's the dead life. It's the dead life. It's the dead life. Shooting vids of the kids. It's the dead life. Roll up to the splash pad. 10 a.m. My whole entourage. Pops out the minivan. We splishy splashy for an hour or two. Then it's back to the house. Yeah. Prepping for the barbecue. Brock's got.
songs, record rips, whatever. Get me on the Weaver, man, nobody does it better. Call me Lord of the Grill, I'm King of the Coals. Nana secret recipe, you know how I roll.